Greetings, Earthlings! Hello, all you beautiful people! Welcome to another episode of Chance by Chance. This is a new and developing resource for young artists, entrepreneurs, and creators of all types as we learn to navigate the professional field. What an episode today! I think the best way to introduce it will be reading the poetic biography of the band in question, so here goes. From the misty haze of morning light emerges a sound, drawn from the rivers of spring and lifted to the edge of the forest's reach. This is the place where the iris climbs upward. This is the sacred hollow, the common ground of four wanderers. Ours is the voice of youth, of light, of harmony, the voice that speaks louder, crying out in search of meaning, in search of a guiding melody that returns the soul to the forest. The iris is that which is in all of us, growing and changing, allowing each person to embrace their beauty and to develop into which they absolutely must. This is the search for that pureness of self. Good luck finding iris. These four have been making serious waves around town in the Twin Cities young artist scene with shows at 7th Street Entry, the Triple Rock Social Club, and many more. They're signed to Subaquatic Records and actually have a new release. They're managed by Zeke Erickson. And I met up with the band to discuss the past couple of years making music, their songwriting process, some people that they're inspired or impressed by in the community. We talk about travel, school, work, all sorts of things. I had a really great time, and I'm excited to be bringing this to you today. Thanks again to Josh Johnson for providing the opening track to this podcast. You can find that song and more of his music on SoundCloud at Saxophone Capone. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my conversation with Good Luck Finding Iris. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. How's it going? <laughs> it's, it's great, man. How's it going here? I, I just stepped down into your beautiful rehearsal space. Thank you, yeah. Lutalo, this is, this is your house? This is my house. When did you transform this basement in the way that you did? So, as soon as we moved into this house, it was kind of trashy, and it was this section of the house was completely like torn up. There was actually like a bunch of plaster over this wood, and we tore it off and noticed that there's this really nice wood under here kind of just let that be in here, and then we painted these walls that were like this kind of gross green-looking color, and then we got the idea of turning this into a space where people will be welcome to express themselves with their art and hmm. maybe sign their name or a quote that they really respect and enjoy to look at, maybe. So. And when did you come together as a band? How long have you been utilizing this space here? Ever since... Two years ago. Two summers ago. Yeah, two was, summers ago. Oh, summer of 15. And, yeah. um, Referencing the, uh, the Polaroids <laughs> over here. Yeah, Polaroids. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, we met at McNally Smith. Well, the three of us did. Um, me, Patrick, and Lutala met at McNally Smith College Music uh, Summer Camp. Oh, okay. And then one day just yeah. Enzo showed up. <laughs> Enzo was just there in the basement. Yeah. And, <laughs> Enzo and Lutala have been, yeah. been really close since, like, kindergarten. Yeah. They've always been together and making music. Yeah. Okay. And we... We had other people that were, like, trying to be a part of the project, but then, like, commitments didn't work out or whatever, so then hmm. Lutalo brought along Enzo, and it, it clicked, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. we were all just, like, the dynamic between Lutalo and Enzo is, like, they know each other so well, so it was it was really easy for, to bring him on, you know, 
It just, it worked. I, I wish those of you just listening could have seen this handshake the two of them did during, during uh, Patrick, Patrick's spiel there. It was a... It was something. So what was this summer camp at McNally? Can you give me a brief explanation? Yeah, um, it was, <laughs> you know, it was kind of a shit show. It was kind of, <laughs> it was it was basically a week. I think there was like four or five different sections, but there was like guitar section, um, like a recording section, like a... Performance. I was in the performance. Performance, performance section, section, like whole different, whole bunch of different sections. And you went there for a week and had classes of sorts. And then there was, like, a performance bit at the end. I felt like it was a complete waste of my time, other than the <laughs> fact that I met some really amazing people. Yeah. And I got connected with Lutalone and Michaela, but also, like, a lot of other people. McNally's staff and, like, other people at the camp that, like, I'm still in contact yeah, with. Yeah, the people there were great. They were yeah. good people. Um, it, I think what we got out of it was a little bit less than we expected, but... But also more, more, yeah. uh, much, much more, so, something much different. more, yeah, yeah. D- different yeah. than I expected. Yeah. Of course, of course, I always want to surround myself by as many musicians and artists as possible. Mm. And I wouldn't say there was like a, a wide variety of children, like of students that were at this program, but the people that it did bring were uh, every everyone was looking for something, you know, mm. and that was re- what we found. Right? Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Are you all out of school at this point? No. No. He's still seventeen. You're seventeen. Wow, we were young then. Where where are you all at in your lives beyond the band right now? Can you walk me through all of that? What's the story? I actually just finished my first semester of my senior year at Perpich. Oh, cool. This is only like the first year that I've been going to Perpich. So I went to Woodbury High School for the the other three years, and working. Michaela, how about you? You working, going to school? Um, yeah, I graduated last year from Creighton Durham, and <laughs> it was, yeah, that was cool. Uh, I've got a deferral agreement with uh, Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles to cool. study film there next fall, but right now I'm just kind of on a gap year. I've got a job, trying to find another one, working on some other side film projects right now, but basically I wanted to s- stick around because this is cool. <laughs> how did you get into film? Somewhere sophomore, junior year, I just realized I was torn between music and film slash photography, and I really like photography, but I think there's more that you can do with a moving picture, Hmm. and I really, I started to appreciate more to a movie than just the actor. There's like so much more, and um, there's so many different divisions within film that you can go deeper into, and so that's, it's, I don't know, it's all interesting to me. Uh, using this to segue just slightly into uh, your travel experience, I saw one of the videos that you made, which was this really beautiful compilation of footage from your time in Italy. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah, can yeah. you tell me uh, why you went over there, what yeah. it was like, what you brought back with yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, I went to Italy for the year, um, for like the 10, 11 months. It's had the biggest impact on my, I guess, character. It just really opened my eyes and humbled me and made me feel a lot smaller than I did before Hmm. which is good it's good to feel small and so this uh last summer I went back for like six weeks and hung out with some friends there traveled alone by myself yeah it was amazing when I was leaving these guys to go just for six weeks that was like the first time I really felt sad to leave people from from like America like these are my family these guys and my best friends here it was the first time that I was really sad because I know that time is precious when I went over there. 
the, uh, my sophomore year, I was counting every day that was going past, and I realized that it's it's really the limited amount of time makes you appreciate the people you have close to you a lot more. Um, and so just going over there for six weeks, I saw my Italian friends for like three, another friend for like one week, and it was just like it's you really appreciate people when you realize that time is precious. Well, that's a that's a big lesson to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Lucialo, what are you doing these days? I am a student at St. Paul Academy. Uh, I've been attending for 13. 13 years with this boy Enzo right here. Both of you? Yeah. Wow, that is it's, a long time. There are pictures of us playing music 13 years ago in kindergarten together. Man. And ever since, man. Yeah, this is my last year being at an institution I've been at for my entire life, really. Mm -hmm. um, I can say that a lot of my history has been shaped around it. Um, but meeting these guys was definitely because of that. My college counselor directed me to go to this summer camp that she thought I would be good at because I'm a musician. I played in an orchestra with, of course, Enzo. Yeah. <laughs> that directed me to get out of that community of private prep school. And as you can see, I'm not like a wealthy, very wealthy person, of course, but this circumstance worked out enough that I got into a, a very, very... Uh, special school. Awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. I'll open this up to the both of you. You mentioned that your experience at this school has really shaped who you are. Mm -hmm. Can you just expand a little more on what you mean by that? We've, we've kind of grown up in a world of complete contrast. You know, it's... We go to a school that a lot of people go there extremely privileged. Like, it's it's a... I don't know, I'm not going to say too much about it, but we've had the beautiful experience of being able to live kind of a double life, a life where a lot of time when we're at home, we see kind of the reality of the world that's sometimes hidden by that privilege and mm. by a lot of the people we spend time with. And that's been able to shape just a crazy view of the world. And yeah. I think we get to appreciate the yeah. actually amazing things in life where there's like, wow, my friend can get a really nice car or something like that. And that, that's, like, that's special, but then you also get to come home and be humbled by the fact that you have a loving family, that you get to see every day a brother and sister that interacts with you, that can also play music with you, and a friend that can relate to you on the same level, maybe not having the highest quality teddy bear, but like... <laughs> but like but has something that was gifted to him from his older brother, mm. and that was that was what all we always cherished throughout. Our I'm history. so proud of us too, because music's that universal thing that it doesn't matter like where you come from, how much money you have, anything. The music remains the same, mm. and just being able to do that and transcend any sort of boundaries that we might have in life, and then being able to make a steady profit from it and be able to upgrade our gear and continue to make music that we love is a big thing for us. Yeah, yeah. We have this interesting thing in our band where each of us, before the band, played music and loved music. We weren't really able to get anywhere just with the bands we started. Lutal and I have been in like five other bands together and we weren't really able to get anywhere, but something clicked in this band and we're able to produce music that we're proud of and we've spent so much time together because we're like a family outside of practice that Michaela came in today with the song she wrote and instantly Lutal and I had this click about bringing in some Brazilian bossa nova because my parents <laughs> were both born in Brazil. Patrick came in with his rhythmic groove and instantly it was like exactly what I wanted it to be. Like we, we know what it's going to become and then we work and we craft and eventually it becomes like 
our baby, pretty much. Man, that's something special. You guys definitely have to cherish that. When things click like that, you can't take them for granted. It's a gift. It really is. Yeah. It's like, we're, I'm grateful for every single one of these people. Right, yeah. but we definitely, it clicks, but it's like, we wouldn't be, honestly, we wouldn't be anywhere without Patrick. Oh, yeah, Patrick, no, definitely. Man, not. oh, man, no. he does everything. What do you mean? No. He, like... I mean, obviously, music-wise, it's it's that's just a free for all. Everybody's, but Patrick is on his shiz. <laughs> He's on his stuff. He's organizing like, all right, shirts, all right, shows, all right. Who are these other people we're gonna be playing with, working with? I don't know, Patrick. He's organized He's like, everything. Yeah, that's, that we God wouldn't be anywhere yeah. without Patrick. <laughs> like straight up, yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Soft clap for Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Not even though, like, it's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it needs to be said too, because I, I think a lot of people mistakenly think, like, typically the singer is like the front man of the band, and when we're together, we have a great equal balance and respect, hmm. but just in terms of where we are now, a lot of it is due to Patrick. All of our social justice events, everything we've done has been coordinated through him. Mm-hmm. So, so just take cool. that moment. Make sure if you cool. ever see him out there, like, <laughs> give, him, give, him, give him a high five. Give him a high five. Good solid high five. Patrick, yes. what are you looking at doing next? I mean, what's coming up? Where are you focusing um, this managerial attention? Yeah, I'm focusing a lot on... So we've, we've been playing a lot of shows, and we've been, we've been meeting a lot of great people and making a lot of really great connections. And the thing that I've seen hit a lot of other local bands is that you know, you, you play a couple good shows and you're never able to really to take that next step. What's it, a, what, what next step? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, that, that's like the thing is that hmm. the, the next step is so elusive. Hmm. Okay. But it's like, it's an attitude of self that relates to knowing that you're capable. Hmm. I think the, the thing that stopped me in the past and the thing that I've seen stop a lot of other people is that we have this attitude of of like not wanting ourselves to be successful hmm. like subliminally it's not something you're ever going to say to yourself outright but it's it's an attitude that you know we see other people that are successful and then we look at ourselves and we say well okay like I'm different than this person like I'm not I'm not as good and I think really really the next step is is a shift in attitude hmm. it's entering a state of mind that allows you to really be as good as you can be when you're surrounded by the group of people that I'm surrounded by, by these three people, literally anything is possible be- because we have that energy, because we have that connection. And so it's really just a matter of like, okay, here's an opportunity. How are we going to make this opportunity the best that it can absolutely be? When opportunities present themselves, you have to be able to take them. You can't second guess yourself. Can you give me an example of that? I think linking up with Subaquatic was really like the thing that, that first started it. Realizing the the creative capacity that Zeke has, oh yeah, when he basically told us, "Look, I think you guys are pretty good. I think we should work together." Obviously, at first there was there was a lot of like, "Well, you know, like, like this who, this who is, is this like, who, like who are what, you? what is this? I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> you know like we're gonna get scammed or what? Yeah, or like or or just like the the fear of of having having your creations." be infringed upon by a third party sure is sure. definitely it's a scary situation but being able to have confidence in Zeke and being able to like to get over that and just take the opportunity and and have confidence in ourselves to be able to continue to make good music no matter what I think that's one of like the best decisions that we've that we've made so far 
and and along with that through being part of subaquatic and, and just like through being musicians and seeing how how other musicians have worked the thing that we've always tried to do is just be true to ourselves and always be true in our intentions and our attitudes because at the end of the day we're making music for us like we're doing this for us we're doing this because we have feelings and we have experiences and the only way that we can like cope with our existence is to get these thoughts out of our heads in the form of music. What are you trying to convey? I mean, in terms of messages, feelings, what is important to you? If it wasn't important, you would just sit back and let someone else take care of it. But you're obviously driven, and I'm wondering what that spark of inspiration is for all of you. Like, I can't sit down and write a song about something if it's not relevant or current in my life. And so whenever I write a song, it's about something that I feel currently or like whatever is going on, whether it be with like family or friends or myself or whatever. It's just it has to be current and real or else I just there's nothing going to come. Like yeah. if I, I can't write lyrics because if nothing's going on, if nothing's, if I don't feel inspired by whatever conflict is going on then there's nothing nothing is going to come have you noticed themes in the latest period of your life any recurring themes oh yikes i don't really want to talk like i do want to talk about it but i well let's just say like love and then struggle with like a personal struggle just separate anybody else and then just struggle with family okay yeah yeah thank you for sharing that yeah to uh, get us out of such heavy territory, <laughs> I've got a really pressing question that I've been wondering about since your show at 7th Street Entry, which was awesome, by the way. Thank you. Where do you get such a sharp sense of fashion from? Because you guys, you guys are some classy dressers. Oh, man. I think that's, that's Enzo. Oh, Enzo, yeah, Enzo, yeah, Enzo's Enzo, the classiest. He sets the tone. You know? He sets the tone. And, and he's, he's the standard to which we all aspire and I think we we all have really like unique and separate styles and we're all we're all sharp but we're all different but then when we play a show it's like okay we have to be you know like we're, we're a team <laughs> so we you know we have to be like wearing the same jersey mm. essentially we kind of go with what Enzo is doing because that's just it's fresh it's, <laughs> and it's just like so fresh so clean so fresh and so clean <laughs> yeah I like going with the formal side of things, pretty much because, at least for Patrick, Lutal, and I, we're the rhythm section, we, we kind of we carry the groove, Yeah. and so if it's a song, especially Michaela's songs are extra groovy, she'll have all her lyrics and a message, and I imagine that almost like a raft, and then the three of us are the river underneath that carries that raft, Whoa, and we what? want... <laughs> you know wow. Okay. I want everyone listening, everyone there to be able to sit on that raft and just groove with us. And I think when we're all, the three of us like are in suits it, and she's like in the beautiful dress, like it's such a collective, we're like an elegant team and that's like my favorite style. Yeah. Bring it back to the 60s. Yeah, I mean like, kind of like the Beatles, like if you look at the sure, Beatles and yeah. they're all dressed together, you, you want to look at all of them, you look at them and you say each of them are individual people of mm -hmm. course. But as a team, it's even stronger, too. And that's what, like, I, I get the best view of the house, like, honestly. <laughs> I get to sit behind and look at all of my best friends standing up on stage, dancing and playing their music with me. 
with them looking amazing as well. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, just, it, creates, it creates a perfect picture as well. So like, it lets you focus on people's facial expressions, which I love. Mm. People always laugh at the faces I make when I'm playing, especially during shows. But I think being in a suit allows you to focus on the, the, the face and the character of it. And mm. I think when people see that we're feeling our music, it guides them to feel our music. It's like, that's the point. We want the people there to feel like they're on stage grooving with us mm -hmm. and their instrument is their body and just the ambience it creates. All, all riding on the raft. <laughs> Down the river. Instrument bodies. Yeah. <laughs> all right, wrapping up here. Who are you impressed by in the Twin Cities these days? That could be music or otherwise. Who is, is doing good work? Killapins. Yeah. Killapins has honestly been like one of my biggest role models for the past like six or seven months that I've known him. He's just doing good work. Yeah, yeah. He's what doing do what do you really ad good admire in him? Um, I admire how he's how he's taken a brand, how he's taken normal parents, and he's gone beyond just like okay selling clothes, right? And like anybody can can print a logo on a T-shirt, but normal parents like mean something. Hmm. It it carries it carries a weight, especially with the work that he's doing with They Have No Power. They have no power. Is is doing something really special, and it's inspiring a lot of a lot of people because of the state of our nation, because of the state of like current social relations, and it you know it lets people know that like you as an individual, you have the power, you have control over yourself. Definitely. And like just being with Caleb has been been really inspiring. For he, me. Is a, he is a very cool guy. Yeah. Any other uh, contributions? People you're impressed by lately? Ava's been killing it, but she think they've always been killing it. I don't know. <laughs> no one no one makes me groove as hard as Ava's been. Alright, so, alright. Yeah. All right. And I love to groove. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, everybody loves a good groove. Yeah. <laughs> if people want to find you guys, connect with you, where can they uh where can they groove on over to? Facebook, Instagram, we've got some awesome stuff going up on our Instagram. Um but then again if you want to listen to us, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. It's all there. Yeah. yeah all over the place. And new stuff coming out. New stuff nice coming out. Nice and Yeah. Cool. <laughs> We're really excited. Excellent. Yeah. We've got, got a lot to show. Looking forward to it. Everyone, thank you for the time. Thanks. And uh, thank, thank you. you. See you soon. All right, party people. That is a wrap. Please show good luck finding Iris some of your love and support. Find them on Facebook. Give them a nice like. Find them on Instagram and all the social media platforms. Go to Bandcamp and pick up a copy of the digital album Color Me slash Morning Crawls Toward You and I. I already got one for myself. You can name your price, so whatever sort of budget you may or may not be on, this will accommodate you. You can get some awesome tunes and support an awesome act in the process. See a show. They are slick dressers, put on a really awesome performance. One of the better acts I have seen in the past year. And I would also recommend going over to subaquaticrecords.com, checking out what they do. If you like Good Luck Finding Iris, you are sure to like some of the other bands Subaquatic is doing, in my opinion. Some of the best work in the Twin Cities music scene today. It'll be exciting to see where it all goes. Thank you to Josh Johnson for providing the opening track to this podcast. You can hear more songs of his at Saxophone Capone on SoundCloud. 
And while you're at it, surfing around the interwebs, go to chancebychance.com. There you can find links to my Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram. Give me a like, a follow. Stay in touch. I would love to hear from you. There's also a newsletter you can sign up for. Get new episodes delivered directly to your inbox. And never miss a beat. Before you head out, here is Good Luck Finding Iris. Morning crawls toward you and I. Enjoy. And until next time, thank you for listening. Sorry. Stay